Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone, rest your cause. Hello, Edwin. Hello, Andrew. Man, is it already Wednesday, February 21? Right in the middle of the week. Year of our Lord 2024? Yes, it is. That is what it is. We get an extra day next week. Yes. You got any plans for it? Text talk. Okay. Well, be, well, we'll definitely be on that. I'm, we're we're going to be text be talking. Over that. We're going to be text talking. There'll be a special leap episode. Right. <laughs> it's going to be a leap episode. That's what it's going to be. Hey, you got your Wednesday socks on? You know, as a matter of fact, I do. I'm rocking some Stormtrooper socks today. What? Yeah, feeling the force. That's awesome. Feeling it all the way down to my toes. Yeah. My, my Stormtrooper socks on. <laughs> How about you? <laughs> well, you know, one of my favorite uh, video, uh, memes is that, you know, the immovable force meets the, or the, Unmove the uh, irresistible force yeah. meets the unmovable object, and so you've got the stormtrooper firing at the Star Trek red shirt. <laughs> yeah, that is awesome. <laughs> I mean, can I get you, it. The red shirt's yeah, good. You get it. We'll I see, get it. We'll see who else gets it. I get it. So we're in First John chapter. Oh, I'm just wearing Chick Fil A today. Just Chick Fil A makes me hungry. Well, they're open today, so yeah. you can go get you a sandwich yeah. today. Yeah. First John chapter three. I'm going to read verses four through ten today from the English Standard Version. Everyone who makes a practice of sinning also practices lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. You know that he appeared in order to take away sins, and in him there is no sin. No one who abides in him keeps on sinning. No one who keeps on sinning has either seen him or known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. Whoever practices righteousness is righteous as he is righteous. Whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil, for the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. No one born of God makes a practice of sinning, for God's seed abides in him, and he cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of God. By this it is evident who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother. You know, this is one of those places where the New King James translates it somewhat differently from the ESV that you're reading. Right. And uh, I, I guess I'll, I'll just put it this way. The way you were reading that out loud is probably the way I understand or okay. I'm trying to understand these words, but it does sound a little different. Right. Okay. So like in verse four, yours was saying practices or practicing. Yeah. So everyone who makes a practice of sinning also practices lawlessness. Okay. Makes a practice. So this one says whoever commits sin yeah. also commits lawlessness and sin is lawlessness. Right. Um. Uh, let's see, verse 6, I think, was a little bit different also. Whoever abides in him does not sin. Whoever sins has neither seen him nor known him. Right, in the ESV, no one who abides in him keeps on sinning. No one who keeps on sinning has either seen him or known him. Well, like I said, I, I tend to understand it with this sense of keeping on sinning. Yeah. But it yeah. does read differently in my Bible. It right. makes it sound like, man, if you commit one sin, you're not a child of God. It does. And, 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 and I know that there's some theological schools that have kind of adopted that yes. and said, look, you, you've you got to be holy people, and if you're really a Christian, you will never sin You'll again. never sin. You'll, You'll never, never sin, sin yeah. again. I, when I was on the radio back in Texas years ago, we had a fellow call in who just declared he never sins. Wow. Which, of course, I wanted to respond, well, First John chapter 1 says you just lied. <laughs> because if we say we have no sin... We have lied. Yeah, that's that's what John has yeah. already told us. So let's 
let's remember that. Before we say anything else, let's remember before we even get to this this part of the sermon, John has already said, anybody who declares, I have no sin. And in fact, as the sermon progresses, it even sounds like he's saying, even if we, the apostles, declare we have no sin, we're lying. Hmm. All right. So it's about those who are teaching, those who are who are leading the way in the spiritual. Even if we say we have no sin, we're lying, which, by the way, I think sets up the point for when you have false apostles who come in and say things like, we don't sin. Mm, okay. <laughs> we don't sin. Yeah. And he says that's a lie. And no and every lie is of the devil. No lie is of the truth. We've already pointed out throughout this week that what John is doing is he's addressing deceivers. Yeah, he's warning the people, do not be deceived. There are teachers who are false and full of error, who are lying, deceiving teachers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the deceiving teacher here has nothing to do with what they think about themselves. The, the deceiving teacher here might actually believe his deception. But it's but it is a deception. It is from the devil, ultimately the liar who fills the world with error, who fills the world with lies Mm -hmm. and will try to do anything he can to get us to abandon Jesus Christ. But here's where we struggle. Okay, so let's talk. Well, let me just say something. I I I, see this this conversation starting to kind of go where it needs to go. But what we're not saying is we read in first John permission to sin. Never. We don't read that. We didn't even read that in chapter two where it says, but if you sin, we have an advocate. There was yeah. still no permission to sin. Yeah. So we, 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 we want to bear that in mind as we walk through these verses. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, we, we do want to <laughs> bear that in mind because he says, don't sin. But if you do. Yeah. OK. Remember when he said, don't sin. But if you do, you're a child of the devil. Yeah. Let's keep that in mind. Yeah, he no, he say says that. you have a helper. We, you have a helper who will overcome. All right, so so we've had multiple statements in the sermon already that talk about the fact that Christians, disciples, faithful Christians who are walking in the light will stumble on the path and will commit sins. So real quick, just dealing with why the New King James translates it so differently than the ESV is because the original verbs are in the present tense in the Greek. And the thing about present tense in the Greek is that it can refer to something that's just happening now. It has a concept, though, of something that is on because it's going on now. It's 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 continuing on. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes as you're interpreting and translating, it is just this is this is the thing. It's present. It it is. But sometimes it's the idea of something that is ongoing. Mm -hmm. What what the ESV is wanting to do with this, and maybe they're right, is we're going to talk about somebody who's making an ongoing practice of sin. Who's yeah. who's? It's not that they just committed a sin, but their ongoing practice is to sin. And so maybe we might picture in our mind someone that's a that's a hypocrite, and they're yeah. putting on a show to the brethren, but actually they're choosing ongoing sin. Yeah. For me, and I and I see why that's helpful. For me, though, as I read it, I'm not sure that that really helps clear up the waters all that much because then I think it just gets people thinking, well, how many times do I sin before now what I'm doing is having an ongoing practice of sin? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, and especially yeah. since the growth in Jesus Christ. I mean, I've been a Christian now for, what, 28, 29 years, something? No, longer than that. I just can't even remember now. But, I mean, I'm... I still commit sins. Mm -hmm. So have I had an ongoing practice of sin? So actually I'm still just a child of the devil because you know, it's so hope not. Yeah. Well, (laughs) well, I don't think so. And I don't know what John is saying. He just told us in in the first verse, we are children of God. We are children of God. Here's the thing. and, And here's the second thing that helps me out. So first of all, the first thing is, as we've already said, things he has said ahead of time mm-hmm. about walking in the light, 
sinning. If you sin, you have an advocate with the Father. Here's the other thing. I know we see the passages here in chapter 3 that say, whoever commits sin is a child of the devil. Right. All right? I want you to go back into chapter 2, right there at the very end in verse 29. If you know that he is righteous, you may be sure that everyone who practices righteousness has been born of him. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the same grammatical structure. He was not saying in that verse that anybody who does a righteous thing is is born of God. Is a Christian. Yeah. And so in this next chapter, he's not saying that anybody who ever commits a sin is a child of the devil. Mm -hmm. What we have is, I think, essentially hyperboles, these these extreme statements. And the reason you make extreme statements like that is to cause the reader to stop and think Mm -hmm. and say, Wait, wait a minute. That 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 doesn't sound right. Wait, that's shocking. Wait, what's going on here? And so on one end, I've got a statement that says anybody who does something righteous is righteous and born of God. Mm-hmm. And I've got another statement that says anybody who commits a sin is of the devil and is born of the devil. And and but but here's my own experience. We're actually kind of a mixture of doing right things yeah. and doing wrong things. All of us are yeah, other than Jesus. No, absolutely. Okay. What is okay, so what then is John doing? He is he is helping us defend against the deceiving teachers. Okay. Deceivers have come in among us and back then. Yeah. And they're probably still here today. But what he's saying is deceivers are coming in among you and what they're going to do is try to get you to sin. Mm -hmm. And you just need to know this. Any teaching that leads you to sin is error Mm -hmm. because we are children of God. The goal is to become like God. Because the Son of God came into the world for what purpose? To take sin away. Because the Son of God came into the world to do what? To destroy the works of the devil. That's right. Not give us permission to walk in those, to commit those. Mm-hmm. I think I think the real issue here is, look, there's truth and there's error, and you're going to know false teachers by their fruit. And if their fruit is this teaching leads to sin, that's error. Right. And that's false. If the teaching leads you to become more like God, if the mm-hmm. teaching leads you to practice righteousness, that's truth. Yeah. Well, and and the, and one of the where does it start? It starts with a relationship with the brethren. I mean, th- this keeps coming up again and again about yes. you're going to love your brother. Yeah. And uh, and uh, love the love the other Christians, and not just talk about it, but actually do it, actually demonstrate it. Yeah. So it's going to start right there. I think, and what this gets down to is that in First John chapter three, we're not trying to. John is not trying to give us at this point. You have ceased to be faithful to the Lord and fallen from grace. I, I don't think that's his point. His point is not that if you've ever committed a sin, you've become a child of the devil, or if you've committed ten sins, that's ongoing walking in sin, and now you've become a child of the devil. His point is. Anything that gives you permission to sin is error. You start mm-hmm. following that, you've become a child of the devil. Mm-hmm. And I think also, and probably should have front-loaded this earlier, we mentioned yesterday, if you've read John 15, if you've read John 8, you know, in John chapter 8, it points out Jesus told the Jews that he had come to set them free. And they said, whoa, we're not slaves to anyone. Right. And Jesus said, whoever practices sin, it's our same word, mm-hmm. whoever does sin, Become as a slave of sin. Yeah. Okay. And he's pointing out that he had come to set us free from that slavery. Thus, if you're following Jesus' teaching, it is going to cause you to escape sin. It is not going to cause you to pursue sin. Yeah. Now, I don't know for sure what the false teaching was that John is speaking against. 
I have kind of a pretty good idea because I know of one that was either developing then or maybe even there. And that's that idea of Gnosticism. Yeah, that's right. And my understanding of Gnosticism, and I know you've made some more study of this than I have, but in Gnosticism, and you can fill me in where I'm getting this wrong, but part of at least some of the Gnostic teaching was the way you became more like God was that you actually let your body sin more and more, and it would separate your spiritual side from your physical side. And John is just saying, yeah. any teaching that's like that is bogus. Yeah, and that's one of those um, approaches to Gnosticism. The Gnostics had this belief in kind of a, well, not kind of, a pretty radical dualism. And so the idea is that the spirit, this disembodied spirit, that's good and righteous and closer to God, but the material world, that is corrupted, and sin is even baked into it. Yeah. And so the Gnostics were pursuing a knowledge and an inner knowledge that was going to free them to be more like God. Uh, and so what, what does that leave with their body? Well, basically two attitudes developed towards that. Number one was asceticism. Uh, I want to try to punish this body for its wickedness and, you know, beat it into con- submission. But then the other one is like you said, it was just indulgence. It just doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, do what you're going to do. It doesn't affect that, that inner you, which is the real you anyhow. And didn't that side of it, it wasn't, it was it was even more than just it doesn't matter. Wasn't there even a, a side of it that said, actually, let your body pursue this because as your body becomes more and more evil, that separates your soul and draws your spirit closer to God. It, it could be. Yeah. There was a there was a few different versions of it. Yeah. Let me here, here's one other verse, though, that I just want to bring this in, yeah. whether he's talking about Gnosticism or not. Remember Romans chapter six and verse one. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Uh, Whether we're talking about Gnosticism or not, here's a teaching that acts like, well, because we're saved by grace, God's grace gets magnified the more we sin. So let's sin so that God can forgive us and he is glorified by his forgiveness and his grace. Mm. And I do think there's some people that though they wouldn't say, let's sin more and more so God can be glorified by administering his grace. They do somewhat say similar things like, well, you know, I know that was a sin, but hey, that's what God's grace is for. And when we just flippantly do that, any of these things that say, look, go sin, Mm -hmm. that's leading us away from Jesus because Jesus' truth is about pursuing righteousness and anything that permits us or leads us to sin, that's error. And John's saying, don't be deceived by that, whatever form it takes. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us for Text Talk today. Do not be deceived. Let's be walking in the light, practicing righteousness. Let's be coming, be becoming our Father. Mm. Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for today, for the time to be in the Word, to consider again the precious privilege it is to be children of God. Father, that we have been given your light. We know that Christ has come to destroy the works of the devil. And so we pray, Father, that we might pursue our activities and relationships and dealings with others today uh, in that knowledge and with that confidence, Father, that we can act and will act, desire to act, in a way that brings glory to you and honor to Christ. We pray, Father, that you might protect us from the deceptions of the evil one, that we might know your truth, and we know your truth sets us free. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. 
You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.